Hey friends, we are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the Woven Friends Podcast. Uh, this was a really good episode. There are some, well, naming convention-wise, there are some episodes where I struggle to find a title for the episode because <laughs> the title of the real show kind of covers it for me. Yeah. And then there are others where I have so many options that I am paralyzed with choosing the wrong one, so I don't know what to do. I, I think, think I know which one right. I'm gonna I think I know which one I'm gonna go with, but there are there are several good ones where I'm like, oh that's a great that's a great title. So anyways, I just thought I'd have to pull that out there because I wish it was a little bit more spread out for those episodes where I am just struggling so anyways thought i'd bring that up uh okay let's go ahead and dive in with the episode recap and we'll get into the episode all right this week we watched season seven episode 20 titled the one with rachel's big kiss uh which aired on april 26 2001 written by shanna goldberg mihan and scott silveri and directed by gary halverson Rachel bumps into her old sorority sister and wonders whether she should confront her about a night in college where their friendship took a passionate turn. (laughs) Okay, so we kick off with a soft open. Rachel asks one of the, like, rest of the group, which, oh wait, asks which one of the rest of them is going to get married next. And Joey, just not understanding, says, well, probably Chandler and Monica. (laughs) And then we see an interaction happening behind the group with Gunther and a new patron who is asking for cigarettes. He says, "Uh, we don't sell them here, but they're across the street. She goes, great. Thank you so much. (laughs) Making, making Gunther go buy the cigarettes for her. So Rachel's like, oh my gosh, I definitely don't have the energy for this. But she turns around because of course the other girl recognizes her. And she says, you've been missing, like, you've been MIA for the last seven years of our sorority letter. Like, the last I heard, you're going to get married. And then she sees her ring finger and obviously recognizes that that is not the case anymore. Rachel says it's a a good thing and that she works for Ralph Lauren now. And she, the girl wants to catch up and they're having dinner tomorrow. And Rachel kind of can't get out of it. She's kind of like, pigeonholed so that's what they're doing they're gonna have dinner tomorrow and we find out that her name is melissa she knew rachel in college and monica she says wait is that the one so we know that monica knows who this girl is and joey is dying to know because of the just laced innuendo in like monica's voice So Rachel finally reveals after Joey's practically begging that one drunken night, senior year, they kissed for a bit and Ross makes the joke that that's now two of his wives. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And that ends the soft open. Yeah. So Winona Ryder, who plays Melissa, is that her name? Yeah. Mm -hmm. In this episode is actually one of Ross's celebrities that he listed all those episodes ago where they made like celebrity crushes. Dang, that's a couple for Ross now that we've had crossovers yeah. with. Yeah. Man, that's a good callback. Um, 
I wonder if at the time the writers were just like, who would be really cool to have on the show? And then they just like made the lists out of those lists. And that's why we end up seeing a lot of them in Could later be. seasons. Could be. Especially <laughs> Ross's. Yeah. So the main part of the episode starts and we start off in the apartment. And Monica and Chandler are going over the seating chart. And Monica has a lot of guests, but Chandler has very few. Can we talk Joy about the, the like physical like board of like I feel like it's all digital these days so like the idea of like that board with all the little like flags on it was just insane to me or even just a list but I guess like yeah it makes sense to me that Monica would want a visual of it oh for sure physically take up space in her apartment and the color color coordinating (laughs) exactly there's so little blue flags in there it's so funny (laughs) so so then Joey comes in all dove-eyed and just picturing Rachel with this girl. And he asks where his parents are sitting because he notices what Chandler and Monica are doing. And of course, Monica is like, well, they aren't. They're going to sit way over here outside the venue, all the way over in, what is it? Jersey? Queens? Yeah, Queens. Queens. <laughs> and... We find out that Joey, Joey, Joey has alluded to his parents that they were invited because he thought that parents were invited. And the two examples that he gives are the groom and the bride. And then he says, and Ross's parents. And he's like, she goes, well, Ross's parents are my parents. <laughs> and he goes, well, yeah. So I thought the parents were coming. So he just totally misunderstood. So Chandler yeah. says they should invite them because... He wants more blue pins, and Rachel says she will happily sit at the bar if she has to move. So at Ralph Lauren, Chandler is shopping there for suits. It seems like Rachel is hooking up the guys with some fancy attire for the wedding. Monica has already pre-approved three, but before we know that, she's like, feel free to happily look around anywhere, but just so you know, these are the three that Monica has (laughs) pre-approved. And he says he wants her to be his guest for the wedding because he's just so grateful. And that's a bit hard when she is already Monica's maid of honor. She says, don't blue pin me. (laughs) As if it's like a, uh, like a badge of honor type situation. So there's a rack of suits that he sees. And he says like, what are these over here? And we find out that they were tailor made for celebrities that they then return afterwards. And while he's looking, they find James Bond's tux. So he has to get married in it, um, obviously. And he asks, would Monica let me wear this? And that kind of ends that scene, but it starts that storyline of these fancy tuxes. Yeah. So one of the one of the ones Rachel pulls out is um, a baseball player, uh, Paul O'Neill for the Yankees. And Paul, fun fact, actually retired from the game that same year that this episode aired. So he played for the New York Yankees for eight years from 93 to 2001. So it's kind of like a homage, Mm. I guess, to like a player that was getting ready to retire. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's cool. I love how they do that to like real life New York situations. Yeah. Um, Okay, so... At Joey's place, Phoebe and Joey are playing a 
fake made up game of a mix between chess and checkers that they <laughs> like cool. better than the real rules. I mean, they're hitting the time stop and everything, but then we find out that it's it's like a mix. Like, <laughs> and as yeah. soon as Phoebe jumps all of his characters, he's like, good move. Like You can't even argue with it because it's all made up. And that's when Rachel walks in and she mentions to Joey that she just got Ross and Chandler set up with tuxes for the wedding. But Joey says he's not wearing one. And she says, well, what would you be wearing? And he's and as if like Rachel's the dumb one, he says, (laughs) well, multicolored robes since I'm officiating, which (laughs) is let's just say that's definitely not the attire of no like a non-Catholic, non-Christian wedding. So Phoebe asks if Rachel wants to catch a movie tonight, but she's, we kind of do like a, feels like a commercial break, I think. But Phoebe says, or Rachel says she's going to dinner with Melissa. She's like, oh, I can't tonight. And Phoebe wasn't up to speed on the whole story. So Joey wants to tell her all about his lewd version. But Rachel steps back in to tell the real version. And Phoebe doesn't believe Rachel at all. But Which I love. Joey want- I love it when like Phoebe like calls him out. Like, no, that's not true. And the way she just laughs is in like, yeah, okay, Rachel. <laughs> yeah. And Rachel is, is kind of shocked at the fact that Phoebe just wouldn't take her at her word. And Joey, but Joey wants it to happen so bad, wants to have had it happen so bad that he sticks up for Rachel. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for Phoebe to believe it because she didn't think Rachel was a lesbian, but she thinks it's pretty wild because Rachel is so vanilla. And Rachel tries to justify her craziness by talking about the shotgun wedding. And then Phoebe goes, Yeah, Taras. <laughs> which was like a safety <laughs> backup a person. Out. Such a call out. So I love this storyline because this whole time Rachel is going to start doubling down and it's just going to spiral. And I love it. So yeah, the Magna Doodle was a dirt bike rider going down a hill. Nice. Thanks for that. Uh, okay. The cafe. Ross comes in with a Batman tux. It was Val Kilmer's tux, Val Kilmer's tux, and Chandler thinks that if Ross also wears a tux from a celebrity, that he is taking away the thing that makes this day special. <laughs> makes about this day. Wait, the thing about this day that makes him special. Okay, yeah. yeah. And Ross yeah. Rice tries to give him some fluff about like, but the, this is the day that you're going to marry the woman you love. But Chandler isn't having it, and he begs Ross to let him have this. Honestly, I'm with. I'm with Chandler on this. Like, don't steal the groom's thunder on his wedding day. <laughs> what's What's funny to me is it's such a non-important thing yeah. to care about because no, unless they put that he's wearing James Bond's tux on the wedding like outline for the night no one is gonna know so who cares who cares if two people are wearing tuxes nobody but them know right it's just a pride thing honestly sure and probably like a um monica's controlling everything about this wedding so it was like something that he felt he could have control over i don't know yeah it's like chandler's one thing yeah 
Yeah, I get it. I'm just also like, okay, but unless you walk around your entire wedding saying this is James Bond's tux, which I, I wouldn't put it past them, to, to be honest, that it really doesn't matter. But yeah, but I also get what you're saying. So yeah. then we go back to the couple's place. And Monica has figured out that the seating for Joey's parents by making all the provisions. I mean, she she changed the food, talked to some vendors, all the things. But right after she tells him that two more meals were added, um, that he says that they aren't coming anymore. And the parents <laughs> felt like they got the pity invite. And she says, which they did, or right. I said, which they did, because she's like, wow, why would they think that? <laughs> so Joey wants her to call the mom and blame it on the post office because they hate the post office for the lost invite. And when she does, she also throws in a stinger at the very end towards towards the Irish. She goes, what are they, Irish? And Joey is giving like a big old like yeah. thumbs up, confirming that she's got it right. She's definitely getting into the parents' good graces again. Um, so we're at dinner. We joined the group for dinner and wait a minute, wait a minute. Did you oh, not yeah. get the scene with him trying the tux on? No. Oh my gosh. It's another one of those things. Okay. So you don't see that at all where Chandler tries the tux on the 007? No, he just, well, like physically yeah. seeing him with it on. Uh, no, he just okay. comes back later. Oh, Here. wait. Yes, he tries on, he tries on um, Ross's tux later. No, he actually tries on the 007 tux in the apartment. Oh, I so, just hear about it later in a scene where they say yeah. it was too tight in the pants. Well, this is, this is, this is good because um, one of the facts okay. is on the DVD version of this episode, which is weird to me because yours is also DVD. Um it includes the scene of Chandler actually trying on the outfit. So I saw the scene okay. and demonstrating the poor fit. The jacket's too big, trousers are too small. But in the mm-hmm. TV release, the poor fit is only mentioned by Monica later. So you must have... Yes, Your I DVDs must be the TV release and mine must be the unedited or extra or, yeah, whatever. Ex- yeah. So yeah, in this scene, it technically opens with Monica and Chandler talking about the tux first and how he's frustrated that Ross has Batman's and she's like but you have 007 and like that's so much cooler and yeah they do talk about that yeah he's like why don't we go have you try it on so he tries it on and then he comes out while her and Joey are talking and the the top is like or the jacket's way too big and he shows the pants are like up to his calf okay yeah Yeah, I didn't see that at all Interesting. interesting okay well good catch there we go thanks for grabbing that so, okay, so then we go to the dinner, and Melissa is telling the group about her boyfriend and asks Phoebe if she was ever in a sorority, which Phoebe feels like she has to lie and weaves a tale of thigh mega tampon and about Regina Falange dying and getting it closed down. Rachel is both amused and confused, <laughs> and then she she says, okay, and shifts directions, and this is where she brings up the situation in question. She says, I was telling Phoebe about that one crazy night in college, and Melissa has no idea what Rachel is talking about, which shocks in like a fake way Phoebe. She goes, really? And and she 
she gets into more detail later, but she's going to double down here. But this starts the, the dialogue that Melissa does not know what Rachel is talking about. Yeah. Then we go to the apartment and Chandler comes in saying that Ross is Batman. And Monica is sort of like, well, he's hidden it really well over the last couple of years. <laughs> and she talks about the tux. Um, they they debate like who's cooler, Batman or James Bond, and or they they do the like pros and cons of both of them. Yeah, who would you pick, Batman or James Bond? I'd pick Batman, hands down. Mm. You'd yeah. pick 007, I figured. I would, I would a hundred percent. I mean, just a, a British man in a nice suit. I mean, come Batman on, flies <laughs> around at night like. I think Batman's cooler. The myster- <laughs> the like mystic like mystery of it all is like what makes it even better. I think the like fighting for your country for something bigger than yourself, and then you've got a bunch of cool gadgets, and you know how to fight, and and you have a sidekick. James Bond is too cool. He doesn't need a sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well Batman's well, <laughs> more humble in that he can't do everything alone. <laughs> Oh, that's so what funny. We we'll, put it, in Chandler. we'll put it on um we'll put it on our uh on the Spotify poll to see. And who's when we cooler. say Batman and 007, like just Batman and 007. We're not gonna we're not talking about like who Which was one of who them was 007. Each of, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're not picking just one, we're just saying in general. In general. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, good idea. Um <laughs> so funny. That would just so, like spur a whole thing, probably. So no. <laughs> yeah, so at this point, this is where she suggests he put the tux on. Okay. But then while he's in there, Joey comes in asking about the wedding start time. She says it's 6 p.m. Monica is very punctual and her wedding will be too. That's kind of what the, the thing is. So then he starts to say like his niece's christening is the same day and he wants to make sure his parents see his part in the show wedding obviously but the start time doesn't allow that to happen so he offers the fam uh he offers to vamp until the parents can make it he says he's a ministainer <laughs> which i thought was another great episode title the one with the ministainer that is hilarious to me um yeah, and I don't think we get like a confirmation that she's neither for nor against, but she's definitely definitely against. Yeah. Um in the sense that like y- you can't just vamp. The wedding starts at six o'clock. If they can't make it, they can't make it. So then we go back to the dinner and Rachel is asking her how she doesn't remember. She talks about like the coconut shells rubbing together and she says that they were she gives very like specific detail because she's like no this happened and then and and then she says she obviously can't remember something that didn't happen rachel goes into more detail to jog her memory they have details um and and then have phoebe like commenting that somewhere joey's head is exploding because of all the details rachel is giving (laughs) Rachel says that she told Phoebe and she has to believe her, which makes Melissa comment that may, oh my gosh, that maybe she passed out and Rachel did stuff to her while she was asleep, which is, that's a really 
bad accusation, which Rachel decidedly contradicts. She's like, no, absolutely not. That did not happen. That's that's a really low thing for her to bring in, I think. So then we go back to the apartment. Ross comes in with the tux. Apparently he carries it around everywhere and he suggests that they try them on together. But Chandler says that he can't because they're too tight. She, um, Monica says she could see double O and seven in those things. <laughs> then, oh, it was good. And then Chandler tries on Batman's and it fits perfectly. And then he finds the ticket in the pocket that shows that he didn't wear that for Batman or for the Batman premiere or anything like that. But for, but for another film that he was in where he plays a blind guy. So he essentially throws cold water over the whole situation. So Joey comes in, and before he can even start, Monica says, enough, I'll give you whatever you want, whatever you say, because I'm over it. But he just wanted to thank them for what they did for his parents. And I, did I miss something in this episode? Because the last thing that they talk about is that the wedding starts at 6 and that Joey's parents won't be able to make it unless something changes. But we don't get, I don't see any confirmation in this episode that anything changed. And then all of a sudden, Joey's coming in and thanking them for what they did for his parents. What is that? I think, I think he's just saying, like, in general, like, thank you for inviting them, even though you didn't want to invite them. Just because, like, at the start of the episode, they weren't even invited. So now they're invited and they're adjusting the time. Are they adjusting the time? Probably not, but she just said it to make him go away. Um, I think he's just like she didn't say that they were going to adjust the time. She said, "Fine, I'll give you ten minutes." Did she? She did at the end of that scene. She said, "Fine, I'll give you ten minutes," and he's like, "Okay, that's perfect. Thank you." Okay, I must have been typing or something because I missed that completely. Okay, so I did miss something. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so. After that, he also shows them a hat his parents got him to marry them in. And it looks straight out of, like, the Catholic church, but, like, Catholics by night. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe. It was, it was not good. Yeah. Obviously something that she would not want Joey to marry her in. So then we yeah. go back to the dinner. And this uh, is... Before you go oh. back. So okay. Chandler tries on the Batman coat when he's trying it on. Yes. Um, he makes he exclaims holy double vented comfort batman which is just a reference if people know to the running gag in the 66 tv series where robin says a pun every few minutes with holy insert pun batman so i think Mm -hmm. it's just like a you know an ongoing thing but it came from way back when in 1966 with the tv series Mm. nice okay so this last scene at dinner, Rachel states it happened. It happened a few times while Melissa hails a cab. They're all walking out of this restaurant. And she says she won't be ca- contacting Rachel again because she's gotten weird. And just as the taxi comes up, Rachel has sort of had it. She says that was the one crazy thing that she ever did. And she's not going to let her take that from her and says, if you don't remember that, then you're going to remember this. And then she kisses her right there. After the shocked face, Melissa quickly says, oh my God, you love me. 
And then she goes on to say, of course she remembered. She thinks of it all the time. And she just wasn't sure that she would return her love. (laughs) But now that she has... And then she goes back to kiss her again, and Rachel backs up and puts a kibosh on the whole thing. She is super embarrassed. Phoebe is shocked at the confession, and Melissa bolts. And then Phoebe takes her opportunity to kiss Rachel because she wanted to see what all the fuss was about, but she says she's had better. So in this scene, we get that Rachel was telling the truth the whole time. She got to obviously show Phoebe that she was telling the truth that she did this one crazy thing and that um, Melissa has been in love with her ever since. Yeah. Yeah. So then the tag scene Chandler is back at it with the suit shopping and comes out looking fabulous. He wants to know whose it is, but Rachel just doesn't want to, tell him because it's his 23rd time trying something on but when he beg she relents and we find out it was diane keaton's (laughs) (laughs) which is so great Uh, which would never fit him might i add because diane keaton's like a tiny woman she's so tiny such a just such a good yeah such a good way to end the whole conversation about who it belongs to so uh favorite scene um honestly my favorite scene is the one you didn't see um when he's trying on the 007 because he comes out and like he makes some comment or some joke about how yeah it fits perfectly but like the coat is like he's swimming in the coat and then monica makes some comment he walked about the pants and he walks over and like puts his foot on the table and it's like almost to his knee like they're so short it's ridiculous like there's no way that coat would need need to be that big for how small those pants were um but it was it was hilarious and the acting was great nice i think my favorite scene was when joey has monica call his parents even though it is both offensive to postal workers and the irish i thought it was hilarious and the way that he kept egging her on and she kept weaving in just the right things to say at the right time i just thought it was very funny well pretty well written yeah favorite scene for sure nice what about your rating i'm gonna give this one uh we were on a break um it was i liked it better than a few episodes we've seen before this but it still wasn't like and i don't know if we're it's just because i know what's coming so i know like Mm. my you know ratings are gonna change but I, it's not an episode I would watch again, necessarily. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't huge on, like, the whole Rachel storyline. Like, I just felt like it was kind of out of nowhere. Um, like, they just needed a filler as, like, they're preparing. It just feels like some of these episodes are, like, fillers as they're preparing for the wedding. Um, and that's just kind of what this episode felt like in the storylines. So, yeah, I'll leave it at that. But it did have funny sure. moments, so nice how about you um what's tough about this one is there are episodes that i dislike which get low ratings and then there are episodes that i'm so indifferent about that it feels so much different than episodes that i dislike so i feel like i have to rate it higher but i feel like my indifference should also rate it pretty low 
So I think I'm going to go, I think I did this last episode too, and oh my God. I just think it was not great. None of the storylines were really that fabulous. Yeah, honestly, it was just blah. So, yeah, okay, post your wrap-up. Um, I don't think we've gotten this in a while, but remember when people used to say, they used to, people who start watching or listening to our podcast, they're like, we love trivia time, and we're always like, oh, bummer. <laughs> yeah. I do, I do miss the going like a trivia time, but anyways but we still hated the trivia so we're not bringing it back that wasn't my my way to say we're bringing it back it just it feels empty so uh, i'm gonna skip spo- uh, social media spotlight this time around um yeah so we'll go to recommend to a friend llewellyn um yes so i'm gonna recommend something my roommate and i did last night so um i, I can't really recommend like a specific one but just the idea of taco trucks, guys, and I'm talking like authentic taco trucks, like the ones that like make actual actually good Mexican food. Um, mm. If you have them in your area, I know sometimes they can look really sketchy. And a lot of times I feel like they're positioned in areas that are really sketchy. Um, but it's true. <laughs> sometimes true. and usually always it's the best food you'll get and for like mm. dirt cheap. So um there is a taco truck that's only open from four to one, a, like four p.m. to one a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. Literally ten minutes from our house. Like I used to drive by it on my way home from work, um, and it's parked in like the parking lot of a bar that's right there. So it's not like the thing. This one's not the most sketchy area, but like the bar can get kind of crazy. So I'm like, that is a little sketch. So we'd heard through the grapevine that the tacos were like super good. Um, but they were only open on Fridays and Saturdays. And she, she's an mm. RN at the hospital, so she works nights. And she usually works all the weekends. Um, so we never really have had the chance to go. And she asked me a couple of weeks ago, she's like, are you off? Or like, are you going to be home in this like specific Friday night? Because I don't work. And I was like, yeah, why? And she's like, so I'm putting tacos on the calendar. I was like, okay. So she gets home last night. And we ended up walking up there because it's literally like a 10-minute walk. It was so close. Um and we each got three tacos and they're just like, I mean, their menu is so basic. It's literally tacos and beverages and you just say like what you want on your tacos. So I think each of us got like um, a steak, a chicken and a pork um, taco. And it, we spent less than $10 and it was the most delicious ta- like Mexican food I've had in a long time. So if you have like taco trucks in your area or even any food trucks, I feel like food off of a truck sometimes is so much better than like in a restaurant um my own personal opinion i know some people don't like that but any kind of food truck honestly i highly recommend it and if you're ever in florida they're like literally everywhere so um you can't go wrong so that's what i'm going to suggest is find yourself a taco truck or a food truck of some some sort and just enjoy a meal nice um, so my recommend to a friend this week has to do with something that I've felt challenged to do in 2024 in the new year, which is to do things that are one outside of my comfort zone, two that I don't necessarily have to bring my friends to, and three to like 
create opportunities where I'm forced to meet new people because part of me is like, you know what, unless I'm going to marry the Amazon delivery driver, like I do not put myself in situations where I have to find, like where I have to create new relationships or um, meet new people. And even in situations where I am doing something, you know, going to a new restaurant or going to an activity, I usually have to do it with friends because I don't like doing things alone. I'm an introvert. So being in new situations makes me nervous. So, um, yeah, so I decided that my one thing, my anti-comfort zone thing for the month of January was going to be taking a country swing. What? Dance class. I love this for you. (laughs) Thank you. So, I had been watching my chiropractor. I follow her on social media. And so on Instagram, she was putting stories of her going out to country swing dance because it's Nashville and there's so many honky tonks and bars where you can do that anywhere. But she had done it first by going to a class. So I at once commented just on her post and was just like, this looks like so much fun. Like, awesome. I love that you love it. And one, this last time at the beginning of the month, she, I had an adjustment at the beginning of the month and she said, weren't you the one who I was talking to about swing, country swing? And I said, yeah, I was just like, saw all your stories on Instagram and thought they were cool. And she goes, well, if you're interested in the class, this is probably one of the first times the instructor has ever had more leads than follows sign up. She's like, typically more women sign up for these classes who are follows and not as many male leads so then you have to like rotate and you have to sit out some turns and things like that but she says if you sign up he has more males that signed up for this one so um it'd be a great way you'd never have to sit out um and i think you'd love it and so it's eight classes so you do it four weeks uh, the whole month of January, twice a week. So every Monday and Wednesday for the month of January, I've been doing, well, I mean, I've only done two so far. It started on the 8th. Um, but I've had two classes so far and I'm there for three more weeks. And it's just fun to not only learn a new skill, but also to meet new people, put myself in situations where like, I don't have my friends there as crutches, you know, to depend on. Um, yeah, so it's, it's really fun. So um, I would recommend the entirety of like, doing something outside of your shell but the point is that like country swing is actually really fun so if you guys are ever in a situation where you have ever thought like oh I would love to take a ballroom class or a country swing or a line dance or you know whatever square dance whatever I know that that's a very southern thing so it might not be everywhere but there's also like great dance studios in other cities too that aren't necessarily like hip-hop or you know, whatever, go take a class, do something that you haven't done, put yourself in a situation where you're forced to learn. It's actually been really like great for me to see men in situations where they don't know what they're doing, but they're willing to like be humble and learn and willing to learn new things and be corrected by the instructor and change. And so it's actually been really great. So I loved, I've loved it this week and I am excited to see what else you know just I kind of learn over the next three weeks so highly recommend country swing to a friend or just dance class to a friend go do something (laughs) go do something fun go do something fun okay so next week we're going to cover the one with the vows
yeah, so we'll catch you guys next week on the One of the Friends podcast.